Good afternoon, it's Dr. Charles Benz here, and you're listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. This is a podcast that comes out every Wednesday around noon or two o'clock. And this podcast is based on new science, emerging science and, and articles about healthcare and the natural treatments and the downsides of the conventional treatments so that you can be educated find out what you can do to improve your health and maybe even what you can do to tell others what they need to do to be healthier. And so we're trying to grow this podcast and make it even more popular than it already is. It's already in 137 countries and we've got about six different networks to connect with Radio MD to get us out there like Spotify. So I think we're going to do okay. I think we're giving people the relevant information on things that they really want to know about. And today in the studio, I have my friend and colleague, John Barson, who's the editor of Total Health Magazine. And also, John has a television channel that's going to be doing a lot of work with us in the future. And so he's our top researcher and editor on articles and TV. And John, today's topic is natural medicine works better. What do you think about that one? Well, I think that we couldn't have picked a better topic for today's show, especially following up on the last show where we talked about how death by modern medicine is a topic that many more people need to be aware of. So let's, the silver lining and what we can do to help ourselves. Yeah. And you know, I got so excited about the last program that I forgot to mention, the, I had a fact sheet with a bunch of things on it that I was going to mention, and I missed the last one. And the last one had to do with pharmaceutical pollution. And I thought, oh my God, how did I miss that? But here it is. I'm going to tell people what this was because there was a survey that was done. 104 countries, I think, were involved. And I think that they looked at all the rivers in all these countries and they found out that 44 or 40, 44, about 44% of them had pharmaceutical pollution in them. And so... That's pretty amazing because I remember another story that I worked on years ago about whether people were digesting their pills properly. And there was a survey done of, well, not much a survey, it was just kind of an informal thing for the people who have cesspools. And I don't know whether you know the name of those people, but they're, they're honey dippers, you know, they're, they get in there and clean those cesspools out. And one of the things that one of those guys reported to me was, their their cesspools, these people's cesspools are filled with pills that never made it through the digestive system. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting that that's kind of pollution? But now we're talking about things that go through the sewer system and the, they're getting broken down and then they're getting analyzed in these rivers. And we're finding out that almost 50% of these rivers have this pharmaceutical pollution so not only do the drugs not work, because that was the essence of our last program, that a new study showed that only 6% of these pharmaceuticals actually had good science behind them. Not only do they not work, they're causing an environmental crisis out there with water in these rivers that people don't want to swim in or drink. And I thought, that's pretty amazing. John's going to love that one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, 23 pharmaceutical ingredients are occurring at concentrations that far exceed safe concentrations. Substances like antidepressants, antimicrobials, antihistamines, benzodiazepine, painkillers, and several other classes. And it's not just that it's going into the water. We have to look at where that water is going. The fish that we eat are absorbing these. The plants that we grow using water 
are absorbing these. There's been studies done on how frogs are mutating and other wildlife are mutating and insects are mutating. So we're really poisoning the planet and ourselves. Yeah, no, this was devastating to me. I mean, I started drinking filtered bottled water, actually spring water, about 40 years ago. Well, well, almost 30, 30 years ago, I did a study of the Toronto sewage system and they showed me where they got the water from. And then they showed me the number of carcinogens that were in that water. There were 200 of them. And then they showed me that they were only kind of testing for about 20 of them. And they were using filters like sand and charcoal filters to try to get those pharmaceuticals out of there. And after I saw this whole process, I thought to myself, I don't want to drink that water because I was living in Toronto at the time. And so I started to order tested spring water and I've been drinking it ever since. And so this is not surprising to me that this is happening in the rivers. It's regrettable. Majority, vast majority of these pharmaceuticals aren't even needed. And so this is very unfortunate, but people need to know that this is happening. And sure, you don't want to drink your water in a plastic container. You drink it in a glass container if you can, but you definitely want to get yourself some tested spring water that you're going to drink every day so that you don't, you're not subject to this pharmaceutical pollution that goes along with all the other biochemical pollution that's out there. So this is just one additional ingredient, really. Right. So are you saying that they found that even these good quality water filters that people are using in their homes, they're not effective enough at pulling these, these pharmaceuticals out of the water? You know what? We don't have any specific science on the pharmaceuticals. We have it on the chemicals because that's what we've been dealing with. So this is going to raise a new question about whether these things are in the uh, able to filter these things out or not. But I have not trusted those filters. I use the sh- filter in the shower, but I have not trusted those filters for my drinking water for 30 years. And it doesn't mean there aren't some really good ones out there, but I want to make sure that the water I'm drinking has been tested and been tested by a legitimate testing company and that there's nothing in there that shouldn't be in there. And so it's just another level of precaution, I guess, that I'm saying I prefer as opposed to the filters. Right. Well, I, I just added, I mean, uh, where I am, I actually drink well water and it's, I'm up river on a very clean river with no pollution upstream. And I actually just added a filter to even filter the well water. So, well, you know, there's animals in there. And so there's animal uh, feces and urine in there and there's all other kinds of natural pollutants. And sometimes around the Great Lakes, if you have rain that falls, they found that there was so much pollution in the water that the women within 50 miles of the Great Lakes didn't have breast milk that was satisfactory to be drank by by their children because there were so many chemicals in the air and the water within a 50-mile area of the Great Lakes. So to me, this, these pollutants all kind of go up in the rain cycle and come back down again. And so they're coming into the rivers. And that's true too. That's true. I forgot about that. Acid rain. I mean, most of us are familiar with acid rain. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just a warning. I mean, we'll kind of end that section of it, I guess, because I didn't get that at the end of the last program, but people should know that water is extremely important and these kinds of toxins can accumulate in your body. And they can do damage to your cells. And this shows up in a test called the 8-O-H-G-D test, where DNA damage is actually able to be calculated as to how much radiation and chemicals and pollutants you've absorbed that has caused DNA damage to your cells. So I just wanted to give that as a note to people. 
we're about to segue into uh, the meat of the show, which is to talk about what we can do to become healthier. Question I have is, what about, since we're, we are absorbing that stuff and through water and whatever, what can we do? Can we detoxify that out of our bodies? Or is that something we're stuck with if we're drinking the wrong water? Well, you know, I think there's really one good detoxification program for Metagenics called Clear Change. And I think that it's been tested and it's been validated as one of the few detoxification programs that really works. Allopathic doctors will tell you you don't need a detoxification program because your body has a system to do that. But because there's so many new toxins added in every year, the body gets overwhelmed. And so we know that's not a true statement. Your body cannot handle it. And so it's just a matter of how bad it is and whether you actually want to do something about it. But most people who have a chronic illness, whether it's cancer or heart disease or, or diabetes, there's guaranteed to be a high level of toxins in your body because toxins are one of the things that changes your metabolism and changes the way your body works. And so this clear change by Metagenics is actually, they have a 10-day program and they have a 10-week program. This is the way that you can actually get a lot of these toxins out of your body. And so, yes, there is a way. I don't know of very many really good scientifically validated detoxification programs that work, but this one works. And not to get commercial about it, but it is on my site at drcharlesbenz.com. I use it. I recommend it to others because it works. And I have the results from my blood test to prove it. Right. And I just started about a month ago, I just started on a really superb uh, chlorophyll product for the for heavy metals to detox those. And something I've always been aware of since I had the mercury removed from my teeth. Yes. And spirulina is good. Chlorella is good. Blue-green algae is good. Any of these sea greens will help you to get these heavy metals, including mercury, out of your body. So you're right to bring that up. And also, a lot of these vaccinations use aluminum as the carrying agent for the vaccination. And so silica is one of the things that helps to chelate aluminum out of the body. And Volvic and Fiji water are the two waters that have high levels of silica. So some California mothers have come up with a strategy because their children were being forced to do like 15 or 20 vaccinations before they were allowed to go to school. And so they had, they had to detox these mercury, this mercury carrier, because mercury also is a carrier for vaccinations along with it being in the fillings. And then they also were using aluminum in some of these vaccinations. And so silica is a chelator of aluminum. And so you can have silica pills, but you can also have water that just has very high levels of silica. And that's Volvic, V-O-L-V-I-C, and also Fiji, V-I-G-I. Well, speaking of aluminum, one of, one of the worst offenders, I know we, we know about vaccines, but one of the worst offenders is something that I used to do all the time until I, re until I learned this, tinfoil, like baked potatoes. I think of all the baked potatoes I used to eat and the aluminum foil I would use to wrap turkeys and anything I put in the oven. And, but aluminum dust on aluminum products that you're using for cooking are a really bad offender of aluminum in the diet. Just like putting okay. plastic in a microwave, right? Listen, they used to have it in toothpaste and deodorants for years. So there was, yes. you know, it's just a, a byproduct of the mining industry that they didn't want to store anymore. And so they said, let's try to find a way. Now they're putting it into water systems. And so this is really how bad it's gotten. But we're way off topic. We want to get to the good stuff. Let's get to it. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. The good stuff is 
we had talked about all these prescription medications uh, in the last show and how they were doing this harm to our bodies and not really doing the good that they were promised because there's really not good science behind them. And so I realized that in my own book, Health in Your Pocket, I have a whole section on page 202 about herbal substitutes for pharmaceuticals. And you have about 50 of these out there. So almost all the major chronic illnesses for every prescription medication that probably doesn't work very well, there's an herbal medicine that does work fairly well. And so I thought people should know about that because there's so many things that, that you can do a lot better at. I mean, if you're gonna do, if you have constipation and you wanna do a laxative, there's herbs for that and there's magnesium and there's, and there's vitamin C and olive oil. I just found out myself, not too recently, I mean, very recently, that olive oil actually activates the gallbladder and produces more bile that allows you to get a really active bowel movement system going in your body. And so when were the doctors going to tell us about that? You know, there are some studies out there that show that magnesium and vitamin C can move your system. Probiotics also helps to move your system. But this olive oil, who knew that a tablespoon of olive oil in the morning every day would help your bowels to work so much better? And so that's just one example, all right? There's a lot of them in the book there. So I just wanted to, to, to alert everybody to that because you, you, you like the little book. And so I thought, well, I'm going to tell, tell John. And because of the work I've been doing, I now developed 30 complete protocols for every major chronic illness, natural treatment protocols. And so this to me is something that I'm very proud of because for anybody, any doctor, any patient, any hospital that wants to have an alternative to all of these prescription medications and things that don't work, I now have a protocol for any, all the way from arthritis and diverticulitis down to ulcer problems. And so, you know, if, if somebody came up with pylori ulcer, there's all kinds of medications for it. But guess what? It's as simple as getting a zinc product called Nature's Lining, and it will actually resolve the pylori virus. It will reline your stomach within 30 days so that you can get back to normal function again. And then if you just take some digestive enzymes with every cooked meal, your system will work fine. And so these natural solutions are out there, John, and just people don't know about them. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to spread the word on all these things that really work. <laughs> You're reminding me of, I've been in cars with friends driving places. And it's just so many of them in their center console have a big bottle of antacids. Exactly. And yeah, that's their, the, yeah, they just, and they crunch them like candy, right? They just eat all these antacids. Well, and you know, this whole thing of acid reflux is crazy because what we know from all the studies is that it's not a problem that, that you have too much acid. It's a problem that you don't have enough acid. 90% of these people who have acid reflux need more acid to break down foods like meat. It's very difficult to break down meat. And so if you don't have enough acid in your stomach, then that meat can't be broken down. And so they're actually doing the opposite of what should be done. And so there's a betaine HCL. It's a kind of a precursor to stomach acid. And so if you take that and you don't have a warm t sensation that comes within about five minutes, that means it's working. If you have a warm sensation in your stomach, that means you didn't need it. It's some other problem. And so it's very quick to make people understand Yes, it's either an enzyme problem or it's an acid problem because those are the two things that break down foods, 
all right? But the majority of the time, it's enzymes. Sometimes, every once in a while, it's the lack of acid. And so if you take this betaine HCL, you'll find out that you won't have that acid reflux anymore. And But in many people, it's just taking an enzyme a couple of minutes before the meal. Because when we age, people don't understand this, that when you age, by the time you're 40 or 50 years old, you're making 50% less acid than you were making when you were 20, 50% less enzyme, 50% less probiotics, 50% less antioxidants. And when I state these things at workshops, people say to me, well, Dr. Benz, why is that happening to us? And I have to say, we're programmed to die. That's why. Because if we didn't have that kind of process built into our genome, we would live forever. You have to have something that, that makes the age, the cells age so that you can actually get out of there and get, you know, make room for the next generation. Oh, they said, that's very depressing. I said, no, it's not. I said, as soon as I learned that, I went out and bought all those things. I bought probiotics, I bought antioxidants, I bought enzymes, and I started taking them because that's part of my I'm going to live as long as I can strategy. And so that's what people do. You know, they say, okay, we're programmed to do that. All right, so we're making less of all these things. Okay, I can get on with that program. And that's how you can get people to live to be 100, 110. I mean, you really have to give them the right nutrients in order to be able to do that. Did you see the list of the nutrients that are in that aging article? What are some of the ones that struck you as being kind of relevant and is interesting in terms of some natural solutions? Because in that article, what I did is I said, here are three or four of the main things. It doesn't mean it's a whole protocol, but for people who want to know on any particular illness, what the three or four things that are the main things that kind of help to mediate that and get a natural solution going, what were some of the things that really resonated with you on that list? Well, number one with the bullet is vitamin D3. That's n- n- number one. I mean, it's it's much more than simply a controlling gene expression for chronic illness, as you write. But cancer, I look at the studies, and again, we, when we talk about this stuff, we talk about science-based studies that back this information up. The studies that show with vitamin D, if a high level of vitamin D, a blood serum level, you can reduce your chance of getting breast cancer by over 70%. You can reduce your chance of getting colon cancer and prostate cancer by over 70%. And it's so inexpensive. And then we mentioned earlier CoQ10, especially in regards to statin drugs, as in the last program, you're taking statin drugs and millions of Americans are taking statin drugs. You better be on CoQ10 because statin drugs deplete CoQ10 even more. So as you age, your body's already producing much less of it. And then you start taking a statin drug. Well, you don't feed a muscle, it stops working. Yeah. And then modified citrus pectin, I know it's one of yours. Yeah, oh yeah, I love modified citrus pectin. I take it every day. But this whole thing about the heart, this is really amazing because finally there's been a study came, come out with a, a medical, some literature in the actual conventional medicine literature that has actually said, you don't have to have all your artery blocked in order for you to have a heart attack. Well, we've been teaching that for like 20 years. It's the stability of the endothelial lining that determines whether you're going to have a heart attack or not. And so when you look at this whole cholesterol thing, because this is the biggest myth of all time, this whole statin drug thing, because 50% of people who die of a heart attack have perfect cholesterol levels. Now, wait a minute. Why are 50% of people with perfect cholesterol levels dying? Because if they had any kind of plaque that had built up, whether it was 10% or 20%, didn't matter, then that plaque can be unstable. And if it's unstable, then 
you have a risk of a heart attack coming because if it breaks off and blocks the artery or gets down line into the artery, into the smaller part of the artery, then you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a stroke. And so one of the things that's in the article that you and I published a couple, about a month ago on cardiovascular disease, there's a series of tests. And some of those tests can actually tell you whether you have stable endothelial linings of your arteries. And so you can do a plaque MRI or you can do a pulse, a P-U-L-S test, and you can find out whether your endothelial lining plaque is stable or not. And if it's not stable, then you can do things to help get it to be stable. And one of the things that I'm going to mention today, I don't know whether I ever told you about this yet, just happened like in the last week. There's a new company out there and they've made a product called Cardio Miracle. And this Cardio Miracle has about 80 or 90 ingredients in it. And every one of them is in the protocol that you and I published in this, uh, in your magazine about three or four weeks ago. Every one of these key nutraceuticals is in this product. And they're starting to get major attention with the increase of nitric oxide and also the resolution of a lot of these cardiac-related damage problems. And so I just thought I would mention that to you because you're going to want to look this one up. And I I have three patients, three three clients that I'm actually putting on this product, the lady that has arrhythmia, and another young woman that has problems with a vaccine, and she's had a lot of blood clotting and a lot of heart problems. I'm going to get her on it. And then there's another person I know with a very long-standing case of arrhythmia. I'm going to get them on this one as well. So you may want to look at that one. This might be a good one to work in with your heart rate variability science that you're doing and the product that you have. This could be a good product for you to test. Well, we'd actually be able to measure it. Yes, exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah, you'd be able to measure the improvement in a week. Exactly, exactly. I would love to arrange for that, but if there's any doctors out there, any people who know doctors that are interested in this, I think if we got them a couple of your heart rate variability units, and one unit can handle six people, right, John? Well, the Body Health Analyzer, the home version, allows you to store and monitor up to six people, but you can test a million if you wanted. The doctor's version, you can monitor up to 50 patients in real time, or the unlimited version, you can monitor as many patients as you have the time to monitor. So we have the three different versions, but the other great thing about the Body Health Analyzer is it has probably the best breathwork biofeedback program, which trains you how to relax Mm -hmm and reduce stress and uh, do your deep breathing. So, and we measure everything. So we can tell you if it's working. Well, that's really, that's really crucial because I think we could actually talk to the CEO of that company and this would be something he would be interested in. And uh, in fact, he's the one that arranged for these three clients to get you know, a free product for a couple of months so they could test it themselves. But I think it would be great to have a couple doctors using the heart rate variability unit that you have in order to, you know, test the product on a number of patients. So, yeah, the first thing they have, actually, I'm looking at their ingredients. It's amazing. Everything is organic, the cleanest ingredients, but their top component of their nitric oxide blend is L-arginine. And uh, we've been able to measure the effects of L-arginine for over 15 years now. Wow. 
Wow. And there's beet juice in there, and, and beet juice is another one of those things that has a lot of ability to generate more nitric oxide in the body. I really like the product. I mean, when I looked at it and I compared it to the things that we put in our article, repairing DNA damage in cardiovascular disease, I think if people want to look at that article, they're going to see what the measurements are. They can tell you whether your cardiovascular system is in danger, and then they're going to see the ingredients. Maybe I think there's 12 or 13 of them ingredients of nutraceuticals that people can take to actually improve their numbers. And so this is another possibility to incorporate those particular measures and ingredients into a, because we could do a test on the individual ingredients. We could do another test on this miracle product and see whether one works better than the other. I mean, there's lots to, to be done here. But, you know, we're telling people all of our nutraceutical secrets now, so we have to be really careful. One of the things that when you look at the aging of cells, and this is really important, there was an article on how cells age. And it's obvious that there are some things like uh, oxidative stress, that oxidative stress is actually the thing that causes heart disease. Because when you have either a chemical in your body or radiation or some harmful foods in your body, you actually have, you're missing a negative ion. And the negative ion is really necessary. And if it's not in your body, then it will steal a negative ion from one of your healthy cells. And that's how cardiovascular disease develops because you actually then get like a pothole in your artery and the pothole is because this toxin has stolen this free radical or this negative ion from you and then your liver sees that there's some kind of danger or problem it sends cholesterol to patch it up cholesterol is a patching material and so that's why you have to have cholesterol if you take these drugs these statin drugs and you lower cholesterol too much you can't make vitamin d3 all right? And you'll end up with depression and a lot of other mental problems. And so it's really important that people understand that you have to keep all these things in balance. The brain absolutely needs cholesterol. Absolutely needs it. I mean, it's unbelievable. We've actually had studies show that when you get your cholesterol down below 140, which all the doctors say, oh, drive it down to 140. When you get below 140, the incidence of anxiety and depression goes through the roof. Just unbelievable how many emotional and mental problems happen because of excessively low cholesterol levels. And so the other side of the coin is when the Massachusetts Institute of Technology did a study on cholesterol, they found no evidence whatsoever for it being a deleterious or negative thing. In fact, what they found was that people who had the highest level of cholesterol lived the longest. Now, I know that's a crazy thing to say, but that's exactly what they came up with. Now, we both know it all depends on what your ratio is. And the ideal ratio is two to one, LDL to HDL. So the HDL is the good cholesterol. And so that's the one that takes the LDL out of your body. And so if you have a good ratio of two to one, even three to one's okay, but two to one's ideal, then the total amount of your cholesterol is really not relevant according to the science. But the problem is there were, they did studies back in the 1950s. They did 50 different studies on whether cholesterol was a factor 45 of the studies showed it wasn't a factor, and five of them said it was a factor. And guess which five got published and started the whole statin drug industry? Well, in the 90s. Remember the days when the New York Times had investigative reporters? Yes, exactly. I, I mean, those, those were heady days. Back in the late 90s, they published a very detailed article on the whole statin drug as approval. And what their investigative reporter found was the panel that was convened under pressure from industry 
by the National Institute of Health, or I think it was the NIH, the panel that was brought together to analyze all these studies that you're referring to, they determined that cholesterol levels were far too high, that there was this just massive explosion of high cholesterol and that the safe level of cholesterol had to be lowered. It just had to be lowered. And when they voted, when that panel, and I can't remember if it was seven, eight, or nine doctors on that panel, but whatever the number was, all but one of the doctors voted to approve statin drugs for bringing down cholesterol. And the only doctor on that panel that did not have significant ties to pharmaceutical companies that actually produced the statin drugs, only one wasn't influenced by pharmaceutical companies. He was the only one that voted against it. That was a New York Times article. It's been since been deleted, but yeah. Well, that was a later study. The earlier ones in the 50s and 60s, when they did a meta-analysis and they found out that there just wasn't the science to port. Then when they went into the development and they actually got some products, that's when they did the the study you're talking about to find out who was going to be supporting this. And at that time, they were saying, oh, well, 200 is good. And then two, two or three years later, they said, no, it has to be 180. And then they came back about five years later and said, oh, no, it has to be 160. They keep lowering it, and now, you know, some of them are saying 140 is the right level. Well, that's ridiculous. That's when they started to do other studies to show that the lower the levels were, the more problems there were with brain health. So those are things, I mean, we, we know that antioxidants are part of the problem. And so that's why when you take vitamin C, you actually have an extra electron. And so this is the advantage of taking supplemental vitamin C, because You can eat a thousand oranges and you're not going to get the vitamins that you need and you have too much sugar. But if you take a good quality supplement that has 500 or a thousand milligrams of C in it, then you've got all these extra electrons. And so then if there's something going on with these free radicals in your body, the free radicals are saying, all right, we need an electron. And the vitamin C comes along and says, hey, I got one. And then they hand off and they get an extra electron. Therefore, your body doesn't have to steal one from some cells in your arteries. And so it's as simple as that. When you show people how simple it is, and then if you add things like dairy and saturated fat, then the cholesterol is kind of sticky. It's not exactly a smooth surface. And so then the fat comes along and sticks there. And then the calcium comes along from the dairy and it sticks to that. And next thing you know, you have this plaque building up. So it's a combination of free radicals causing initial damage and then diet causing the thing to, to get bigger. And then you get this destabilization that I was talking about earlier, where the epithelial lining of the artery becomes unstable. That's the part that causes the heart attacks. And so if you can fix that, if you can get yourself with more vitamin C and more vitamin D and less saturated fats and less calcium, because you know, we don't need dairy. I don't know why the dairy industry loves to say that we need dairy, but we're the only animal on the planet that keeps drinking milk after the period of time when you're not supposed to be drinking milk, but then humans is about two years. But we're the only animal on the planet that continues to drink milk. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I say to people, where do cows get their calcium from? Duh, grass. So eat greens. The more greens you eat, the more calcium you'll get. And that's all you need. I haven't had dairy since I was 19 years old. And and that was just a fluke. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing at that time. Excuse my French. But it's one of those things where you make these decisions and it turns out 20 years later, oh, I was right. That was a lucky thing. So any other diseases that you saw that you liked the combination that, that they were offering? 
Oh, big one, diabetes. Uh-huh. Well, you know, there's drugs for it, but guess what? The drugs don't cure it. And so if you go to a plant-based diet, a majority of diabetes can be treated just with that. But if you add some really cool nutraceuticals to that, then you can start to get a really great effect. Dr. Julian Whitaker, back in the 90s, wrote the first book, I think, on reversing diabetes. And he uses the plant-based diet, but he also said, here's a bunch of nutrients that if you use these, chromium and magnesium and vitamin D3, you're going to find out that you're not going to have this problem with your blood sugar anymore. And that's that was really an important sort of first book, I think, one of the first books out there on that topic. And he's treated like 20,000 people with diabetes. And they've all got 90% better. That's what his statistics say. What else? Just to sort of span a bit on that, you know, mo- most Americans are severely deficient in magnesium and vitamin D3, vitamin C, CoQ10. I mean, those are serious deficiencies that are leading to a lot of these different chronic illnesses. And I love your list of the 31 different conditions here because you've got the list of nutraceuticals that support each of them. And you could just see how across, if you look across all of these, There are so many common denominators in all of these different conditions that are treatable with some of these nutraceuticals like like magnesium and D3 and C and so on. Kidney disease. It's really eye-opening. Kidney Kidney, disease. Yes. People say, well, kidney disease is really tough. And they did a study. They had people that were on dialysis, all right? And they took 180 milligrams of coenzyme Q10 for three months. 50% of them got off their dialysis. Now, wait a minute. How in the heck does that happen? Because when you look at the cellular deterioration process, and people who've seen my six stages of cellular deterioration know that the first stage is cells get stressed, then they get weakened, then they get challenged, then they get dysfunctional, then they get mutated, and then they get diseased. Well, what I say to them, imagine that like 15 or 20% of your cells were in each of those categories and you were diagnosed with kidney disease. Because if your cells are challenged, 100% of them are challenged at some level, okay? And so then you're going to have a problem and you're probably going to need this dialysis. But just think if there were still some cells that were just stressed or just weakened or just dysfunctional and you could get all of those to return back to normal and you got 60 or 70% of your cells to go back to normal, so to speak, and you did that with one thing, coenzyme Q10, which increases cellular energy in your kidneys. Increasing the cellular energy got 50% of these people in this study off of dialysis. And so to me, that's an amazing clinical study. This was a double-blind placebo-controlled study. And so this is the kind of evidence that conventional doctors aren't looking at. And this is absolutely insane. How about ADD? The science is there. How about AD? Now, I know you know what the best, what's the prescription drug that's used most for people who are kids with AD? Ritalin, oh, right? Ritalin. Ritalin. Yeah. Yeah. And so now there are studies, and I've been giving this particular workshop for a lot of years now, 10 or 15 years. And there's lots of studies that show that on control groups where kids were given Ritalin, another group was giving magnesium and omega-3 and vitamin B6. And guess what? They all got off of their Ritalin. And so... This was quite amazing stuff that that when I started to see this unfolding like 15 or 20 years ago when I first started to do the deep research into this, I continued to find these solutions over and over again. Arthritis. I mean, arthritis, plant-based diet, curcumin, glucosamine, chondroitin, 
hyaluronic acid, bingo. You've got a formula for getting rid of most arthritis. You oh, know, one of my to... favorites is in there too, ginger. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, sometimes there's so many natural solutions, you don't know which ones to pick first. And people are always saying to me, well, Dr. Benz, if I only was taking three things, <laughs> what were the three things that I should take? Because a lot of people have an aversion to taking pills, right? They don't want to take a yes. lot of pills. And so I'm forced sometimes to say, well, if you're only going to take three things, take this and this, because I have to do the research that says, where is the best efficacy? Where are the things that work the best? And would it be better to have a formula that had a lot of those things in it? Absolutely. But sometimes people want what people want, and I have to kind of, you know, go along with it. Inflammation. People are getting uh, doctors, they're recommending COX-2 inhibitors, they're doing steroids. None of these inflammation things really work very well. But specialized no. pro-resolving mediators, they're the only thing that actually resolves stage one and two of uh, cellular inflammation. And curcumin does stage one. Yeah, sorry, you brought up NSAIDs there. So when my wife was diagnosed with COVID, she went to her doctor to get tested. Guess what the doctor prescribed for her COVID? I'm afraid. Celebrex. 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 Oh my God. Oh, you tested positive for COVID. You better get on Celebrex stat. Well, I couldn't that, believe that, it. I just, Celebrex I has almost it. been banned now. I mean, I mean, Celebrex is so bad for your body, for your liver and for your kidney. I mean, it's, I'm surprised that it's, it's even out there anymore. But specialized pro-resolving mediators that resolve stage one of inflammation, which, you know, Boswellia and curcumin do stage one, but they don't do stage two. Stage two actually was allowed, allowed that cell after two or three months of cell repeating replacement, they're actually able to get that cell to be a inflammatory cell. And so that's how people get, re I said to somebody yesterday that I, I was taking this specialized pro-resolving mediators and they said, well, what's your evidence on that? And I said, well, my evidence is when I went to my chiropractor two days ago, and they usually ask you at the beginning of the visit, what's your pain on a score of zero to 10? And I go zero. And then, you know, he looks at me and he goes, with your x-ray of your spine and your hips and your knees, you should be on like level seven or eight. And he said, the fact that you have no inflammation and no pain just tells me something's going on here. So when I told him that I was taking this, he said, would you send me the information on that? I think I have a lot of people in my practice that could benefit from that. And I said, absolutely. I mean, every chiropractor in the country should be prescribing specialized pro-resolving mediators for pain. Everyone, every one of them. Well, my favorite story was actually my, and I've mentioned this on a previous show, but was when I first interviewed the Dr. Stephen Sinatra when he wrote the book, The Cholesterol Myth, and he gave me his background and how he got invested in uh, functional medicine it was because of a patient that he could not help because they were just too far gone. They came into his cardiovascular clinic in Boston when he was a top cardiovascular surgeon and the patient was just too weak, basically sent him home to die. He you know, said, you just got to go get your stuff in order. And then a few months later, the patient walked back into his office. The fact that he could walk into his office alone shocked him. And like, well, what happened? He said, well, when you told me there was nothing you could do, I started talking to people and I ended up going to a naturopathic doctor and he put me on CoQ10 and arginine and the ribose, the magnesium. And now whatever it was four or six months later, he was strong enough to go in for the heart surgery. That was such an eye-opening experience for Dr. Sinatra. That got him going, well, what is this stuff, CoQ10? I'd never heard of it. And when he started doing the kind of research you do on a daily basis, he realized he was severely undereducated. Yeah, yeah. 
basically went back to school. I did some work with him last year when I was working on COVID and he wanted to have me write a chapter of his book on COVID. And I just said, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that because, you know, you're going to put me through such rigorous academic requirements. I said, I don't know whether I can handle it. Oh, he said, you could do it fine. Anyway, he decided he got somebody else, but we had connected. And then because of the COVID and the heart problems that came out because of COVID and the vaccination, I contacted him again and said, look, I've got this article I've written on how to resolve this DNA damage that's being caused by the vaccination and the, uh, and the, the injection. And so he wrote it and he said, Charles, there's a few things here that I didn't know. And he said, I'm very interested to know more about these things. One of them was Arteracil. And Arteracil is a product that has been proven to remove plaque from your arteries, even small capillaries. In fact, 70% of your circulation happens in your small capillaries. And they actually have scientific studies showing that after three to six months on this product, Arteracil, they actually were able to get people walking again, not having so much pain, and they had pictures of the reduced amount of plaque. So obviously, as I said to you before, when I see something like that, I immediately buy it and I try it. And so I've been on it for about six months now. And I just think that it, it has the good science behind it. And I think it actually works. And along with the other one that I mentioned called Cardio Miracle, I think those are two of the things that I'm going to continue to use forever because you know, my father died of heart disease and, you know, I don't want to be a genetic mistake. And so I think this is one of those things where, John, we just keep digging all the time. We keep finding new things, uncovering it, reporting it to people, let them hear about it, let them look into it themselves and see what decisions they need to make and how they can change their conversation with their doctors, which is really what it's all about, isn't it? Can I add one more? Because I know we're you running bet. out of time. Okay, you I want to add this one. It's not on your list. It's not on your list because it's not a chronic illness, but it is, I think, very important for women. And that is a product called Smart Women's Choice, especially now with the Roe versus Wade ruling by the Supreme Court. We also know that birth control pills are not 100% effective. Smart Women's Choice was developed by a former Harvard scientist. Well, I guess she wouldn't be former. She was a Harvard scientist and created this product. It's a, it's a cream, it's a vaginal cream that you use just before intercourse. And it's been proven 100% effective. It's hypoallergenic. It's got no chemicals, uh, no toxins, no nothing. And it's quite superior. She's got thousands of reviews from women that it was life-changing that got off of the hormones from birth controls. What's the name of it again? Which co Women's Choice. All right, let's do a program on that. Okay. I interviewed her. I've got a long interview on with her on camera. I've got her story, and I would love to tell her whole story. She was one of the most fascinating people and fascinating life stories I've come across. I think I'm going to want to put that as one of my preferred products on our homepage, because now with this ruling, well, I mean, this every every young woman should be using this product. I've, I, every young woman, I've, I had quite a few samples. I gave them out to everybody. And I also on her website, if you go to the Smart Women's Choice website, you'll actually find that Total Health Magazine, we created an award just for her. And we created an award for that product. We were so just amazed that about with this product that we created our award of excellence for, for the life-changing results of that product. And wow. I also have with a video, part of the video that I produced for that award, I've got the, in a lab, in an Israeli lab, because it, most, if not all the women's health centers in Israel actually use that product. Wow. They this is going to be women. 
This is going to be a good article. I'm going to write this article ASAP as soon as I do some research on it. I don't know when I'm going to find the time to do it, but I will. Because you're right, the timing of that decision is really crucial. And we have to do things in a timely manner. So this got to the front of the list. And I really thank you for reminding me of this, John. You're welcome. I just think okay. it's so important right now. It's crucial. And I think that's a great way to, to stop the program today and just say, we did what we could, and it's up to the listeners to decide whether they want to take action on any of the things that we talked about today. I hope they do. We're very thankful for everybody that does pay attention and does follow our advice, and we get a lot of good emails from people saying the program helped them, and they're really appreciative. And so I'd like to take a few minutes to thank our sponsors. The first one is Beacon Point Advisors. They're financial advisors. I know they're obviously interested in wealth, but I think they're also interested in health. And we want to make sure that people live as long as possible to enjoy the money that they've made during their lifetime. But they need good advice. And sometimes they're not going to get it from the big brokers and the people who have too many interests in the stock market and other products. And so I think Beacon Health is a smaller company. It's made up of small advisors that have been had their own practices, their own financial planning practices. And then they turned out to be good candidates for this network of financial planners. And so Beacon Point Advisors is a network of 50 different individual financial advisors around the country who have joined forces to provide really high quality advice and also good health advice. The second sponsor is Paddock Pools, P-A-D-O-C-K. Paddock Pools is in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and they're unique because they have a product that actually takes chlorine gas off the surface of the water because when you mix chlorine with bodily fluids and other things, you end up with this gas that is very toxic. And so they have a vacuum extractor that actually takes that gas off of the surface of the pool to allow people to actually consume really healthy oxygenated water. And they're able to get about 95% of the chlorine gas off the surface so people are really absorbing really great high quality oxygen levels during their exercise. So paddock pools, please think about them for your next pool project. And DHA Labs has been around for 50 or 60 years with really advanced testing, blood and urine and now genomic testing. And they actually started in the brain health business years ago with experts in the pharmaceuticals for the use of brain uh, issues like depression and uh, schizophrenia. And now I have eight tests that I developed for them all cancer and wellness and cardiovascular disease and immune function. And so you can go onto my website, drcharlesbenz.com, and you can see these DHA lab tests. And some of them are expensive, but guess what? They work and they give you the information you need in order to make a decision with your doctor about what to do. So DHA labs, check them out. They're on the internet, but they're also, all the tests that I've developed for them are on our website. And then finally, MPB Health. MPB Health is a medical cost sharing company. They're kind of like health insurance, but not health insurance. They're a membership organization. They've, these kinds of organizations have been around since the late 1940s. And there's millions and millions of people that belong to them. This is a growing company that does more in wellness than any other medical cost sharing company that I know of. And so you want to really go online and see what they're up to because they have videos there that explain what they do. They do so well with their program of wellness that they're able to reduce premiums typical premiums for health insurance companies by 30 to 50%. So they're worth considering for small businesses, for individual individuals who want health insurance, and maybe not the big companies with tens of thousands of people, but 
for the small to medium-sized businesses, they're really a good solution. So those are our sponsors. We really thank them for what they do. We thank our listeners for listening in and uh, paying attention and taking the advice that we provide sometimes and telling us about it. And I want to thank John Barson again for, again, adding in some really excellent things. I love this Smart Women Choice. It was just, it was the highlight of this program. I think, John, thank you so much. We'll see you all again. And John, we'll see you the next time too. And thanks for all you do. And all right, see you guys all later. Bye now.